and welcome to this edition of Beef Tips and Gravy. I'm John Houston, Director of Business Services for Patrician Feed. We're excited today to be at Williams Farm and Forge here in the big metropolis of Cedar Hill, Tennessee. I'm also excited to have with us today Todd Steen, who is our ruminant nutritionist for, for a Patrician Feed. We're glad that he's with us once again to talk about brood cow management, Todd. And so as we're out here amongst the cows, uh, just tell me just a little bit it's coming into spring about how we need to be taking care of these cows coming into spring. A lot of people are calving. Some have already calved. Uh, uh, what kind of things do we need to be concerned about uh, this time of the year with our brood cows? Well, the Williams Farm obviously has some pretty nice cows out here, and you can see that his forage is looking pretty good as it's uh, the green up has come on this spring. Uh, the main thing that we want to look at, uh, as you can tell with these cows in the background here, they they are uh, they are uh, spring calving cows. So he's uh, he's already calved, and if you'll notice, he's got the cows in pretty good shape. And chances are, he probably has uh, at least exposed them, and they may very well be already be bred. So that's a good thing at this particular point in time uh, through their life cycle. The main thing that we want to look at uh, with big old nice cows like this, nursing calves like that, and, and in the reproductive cycle uh, to be bred back is to make sure that our body condition on the cows are still good. It's energy management on the cows because we want to keep them in, in good shape. We don't want them fat. We don't want them thin. And forage program is going to be the best way to get that to, to, to start with the base ration. And as you can see, this good grass here, at this time here in uh, in the spring uh, time, uh, with them with the cows in good shape like they are right now, uh, we'll we'll want to make sure that our mineral program is good. Probably need still be on our high mag mineral because you can see this lush pasture; it's growing real good, and and the uh, possibility of uh, exposure to grass tetany is still existing and uh, so we'll want to keep that magnesium going for at least for a little while longer. The cows in and of themselves uh, are are still going to be milking fairly heavy so so this good lush grass will be good for them it'll provide good energy for them and to keep that uh, to keep the lactation cycle going and the reproductive cycle going. Like I said, I hope he's, they probably have already been exposed and chances are probably already bred back uh, uh, on these cows. So as we go on into later spring and into summer, we'll want to make sure that, uh, that uh, our mineral program is, is still there. We can probably loosen up at that point, loosen up a little on the high mag mineral. But uh, one of the things that we might suggest would be some fly control. And uh, hopefully he's already got uh, fly control uh, already added to his high mag mineral right now. And we can just keep right on going on into summer. So, Todd, if you talk about just to span a little bit more on the mineral supplementation, as we think about the normal forage in Tennessee being fescue grass and and uh, what cows are are on this time of the year. And and we think about uh, some of the uh, uh antagonists that exist in Tennessee and and uh, keeping cows you know cycling and keeping cows you know we think about uh, some things like field programming and some things like that but we 
uh, in particular from an antagonist and an organic versus inorganic sources of mineral. Just just hit just a little bit about some of the differences there, in particular with uh, getting these cows uh, uh, bred back and, and cycling and, and keeping that uh, uh, fetus in good good shape until we can get that live calf on the ground. Well, we are in the northern, uh, northern counties of uh, Middle Tennessee, and typical pastures in this particular area here are uh, do have antagonists, particularly the sulfur content. We've seen a lot of forage assays come off in this in this area of Tennessee that could be as much as 0.4, even as much as a half a percent sulfur. When you get into those type of levels like that, the antagonist uh, aspect of supplementation to the animal is going to play a very large role. We generally always think copper. Copper will be the first thing that uh, that sulfur will tie up. As you can see, these cows look pretty good, and uh, we haven't seen we don't see a lot of uh, faded uh, coats uh, on any of these cows. So we we would uh, certainly would want to think that uh, that uh, that supplementation is taken care of. Now, as far as what are we going to do about it with these uh, sulfur levels? One of the things that, we'll, that we look at, uh, particularly with what we have to deal with here in the state, is uh, we want to counter that. So we don't want to necessarily have all of our supplementation all in one area. So having a, uh, a nice blend of uh, an inorganic as well as an organic does go a long way for us. And, and think of it like this. The inorganic and the organic to where the uh, absorption capabilities is going to be within the animal. With those two sources, you can think of it as uh, the, the, uh, the antagonist, that one of the sources will be tying up the antagonist, which will allow the other source to be absorbed and uh, to get into the bloodstream and to uh, do, do the great things that we want uh, that supplementation to do. So having, uh, having a combination and in the relationship that we want it to with our trace minerals, as well as uh, our major mineral, calcium, phosphorus, all of that's going to be very important, particularly with this good grass that we've got here and with the potential antagonist that's going to be associated in this area. So Todd, let's, let's shift gears just a little bit here. We're, we're coming into spring here. Uh, it's a little cool today, obviously, uh, as you can tell by me wearing a jacket, but, but uh, you know, let's shift gears just a little bit and uh, think about the fall calves and going through the winter and how, how, how we need to take care of that cow in particular. You know, a lot of people uh, talk uh, tubs or, or uh, cubes or, or uh, liquid or whatever. Uh, tell us really what we're looking at doing to carry these cows through the winter, especially if our nursing calves that have calved, where they've calved in the fall. Right. They, that, uh, of course, at that particular time, our pastures are uh, potentially are, are dormant. We're supplementing hay. And so another uh, source of supplementation uh, for energy content and protein for the animal is going to be important. At this time, uh, the cow would have come through the winter, uh, probably uh, nursing a little bit. Uh, we're getting down there towards uh, probably getting in, climbing into her last trimester before she starts to calf. So one of the good things about that is, is that is that if our cows did come through the winter, maybe a little bit on the thin side, we've got the good forage 
to carry her through the spring, to get her through into summer, to build back up for that last trimester and getting her ready for the lactation cycle to begin. Now, as far as coming through the winter with a tub, with cubes, some other type of supplemental feed stuff, that's going to be dependent upon our forage quality, what kind of hay quality that we're going to be, that we're going to have access to, what we have harvested. The better the quality of our forage is, the less we have to worry and rely on some type of a supplementation. We know that tubs are very popular in this area uh, from an overall labor managerial perspective. But if we have the good forage, if we've got good hay supplies and our energy management on our animals are, are good, maybe we don't have to rely so heavily on that type of supplementation. If that's not the case, if our forage quality is a little less than perhaps what we wanted, then those are options. We'll want to make sure that we've got energy content because the energy is what's going to drive the boat, keeping good body weight on. And then when we get into uh, calving season, uh, later summer, into fall, we get into calving, that's when then we initiate our lactation. And remember now, after we've calved and after we end that lactation, the animal still has to be nutrient uh, satisfied to be able to breed back so we continue to maintain that calf on a, on a year or a 12-month basis. So it's very important to keep the body condition, keep our energy management on our animals good. So, Todd, as we wind up, you talked a lot about forage quality and, you know, if it's less than desirable or if it's desirable and we're matching up something based on uh, some supplementation based on that forage quality. But we can't really guess at forage quality. You know, most people can anyway. And so how would you recommend that we really know what our forage quality is? I know you've seen assays, uh, everything from what we might consider, as you say, sometimes tree bark, all the way to uh, really good, good, nice, lush forage. So um, how would a, a, a producer go about knowing what his forage quality is? Well, getting is? a good assay, uh, uh, having our forages tested, whether it's, uh, whether it's a, a whole plant, a pasture, a sample, or whether it's sampling our hay that we have, our hay supplies that we have is very important for us. Uh, uh, any more, our supplementation, the coffee costs are expensive. We need to know a little bit more so we can balance these rations and put the best supplementation for the animal without doing a lot of overkill. So, no, you cannot guess. Uh, uh, it, it, all of us are, are will be fooled greatly if we if we try to attempt. Uh, the guessing method. Uh, so work with the work with our our livestock specialists to uh, to uh, obtain a good representative sample of what we got, so we will know what our forage quality is, and we can most efficiently supplement that animal. So no, you can't guess. Best way to do it is to get an assay. So as we wind up, let me thank you, Todd, for being with us today. I appreciate all the information that you've shared for our audience. I also want to uh, once again thank Williams Farm and Forge for allowing us to be here on this beautiful day, on this beautiful farm with these great cows. We appreciate that very much. And I also want to say to you, our viewing audience, if you have any questions, uh, need any products to go along with your forages, check with your local farmers co-op. They can be of great assistance. Thank you for joining us today. Mm -hmm.